Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. doing that because it's in my opinion just one of the best parts of the movie you just it's got real iconic. complicated with this week's entrance yeah. well there wasn't a musical in- entrance and i don't really know any major entrance lines have all of your things been song like things from songs most of them yeah brandon's paying oh. attention don't worry <laughs> I, I think i just i just yeah. i just figured there were parts of the movie you yeah, know? Like, well, even put the, they are bonjour, two yeah, two yeah, last one was bonjour 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 yeah. That's like an entrance and hi ho, hi ho and yeah. hi diddly dee and Yeah. Yeah. What was the Pinocchio one? Hi diddly dee. It was hi diddly dee. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. I, so, I guess I just never picked up on the trend. <laughs> well, yeah. So I just felt like throwing in a really fun quote into this one. Why not? Totally fair. Yeah. So welcome to Making a Disney Fan Podcast. I am here with our very own Francis. Francis! (laughs) Not the bug I thought you would choose, not gonna lie. Uh, I'm interested to hear this one, though. Well, I just feel like if you're gonna embody anybody, you're gonna be Dennis Leary. Fair. Fair. You know, I will take, I will take, I'll take that. Also, appearance of a tough guy, but very good with children. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was very good with children. I yeah. I concur with your statement, Sarah. So, Sarah, I'm going to nick, nickname you Slim this time. Oh, interesting. Is it the walking stick? Yeah, the walking stick. You know, you okay. pair really well with Brandon, and, you know, you can throw in some snide remarks, and you're pretty good at calming him down. Sure. I guess. <laughs> yes? I guess. I don't know. It's just... Have it's you a ever fun... calmed me down? I don't know, I don't maybe. Know. We've known each other for a long time. Yeah, I guess. I just see you two of them make a pretty good pair, and then... And you that, always use me you know, for buddy. your slapstick comedy. There you go. Fair. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I am just going to make myself Heimlich. Heimlich. <laughs> just because I feel like it, and he's awesome. And there are occasions where I call people poo-poo heads. <laughs> sure feel like these choices are getting a little biased. (laughs) (laughs) You just get to choose yours because he's cool. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe maybe next time Brandon and I choose yours. See where we get. Yeah. Okay. What is next? What movie's next? Fantasia. So, no, I'm not going to... I'm not gonna make you guys pick for Fantasia because yeah, that one is gonna sound one. like a super. That yeah. would be a super challenge for you guys. There's there's no characters. How about Aladdin? Yeah, sure. Fairy you guys can... number twelve. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So yeah, you guys you guys can do the picking for Aladdin. That'll be the fun one for you guys. Sounds sure. good. <laughs> All right. So we are talking about a Bug's Life, Pixar's secondary feature. 
we're gonna kick off with our memories on this this one. Uh, Sarah, what kind of memories do you have, or is this lost to the bank of childhood memories as the other ones? It is also lost. I don't remember anything about it other than just always liking it because I. Mm. It's just a good movie. I don't remember how I started watching it or anything like that, but I've just liked it the whole time. So, uh, just like Fair. a bug's yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so one memory that I, I have for that one is, um, this goes back to like the previews and stuff. Uh, there was a, in, I, w- I was watching Mulan in the theaters, mm-hmm. and they show like this big trailer for Tarzan, and there, it's like a, apparently it's like a two-part trailer, mm-hmm. and they're and showcasing like, oh, oh, this is the movie and stuff, and then just like, oh, if you want to learn more about Tarzan, Check it us out in this other film coming out, A Bug's Life. It was just so that was like one of those early things I learned about Bug's Life happening, and you know that got me excited to see Bug's Life because there's another part for the Tarzan trailer. Huh. Uh, yeah, so that was an interesting thing, and then yeah, definitely had the VHS growing up and watched it, and I remember as when I was younger that um, I really enjoyed the jokes, like the. The comedy in it really landed with eight-year-old me. <laughs> so that was, I was very, ha- I'm, I'm still happy about that. And I mean, the, the comedy still lands pretty well. Like, n- not as much of, like, the the physical comedy, but I definitely remember moments that made me laugh hysterically as a kid. Right. Yeah. So we'll go into some of those those moments with, with the recap or whatever, and I'll just, yeah, I'll say what was hilarious to eight-year-old me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, um, and Brandon, what are your memories? Um, so I'm, I'm a little bit like Sarah in the fact that I don't remember it, like, too, too much or, like, watching it much as a kid. Uh, I do remember liking it, um, just overall, generally, and this boils down to one memory for me, mm-hmm. is, uh, I remember asking my mom, or no, 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 no. My mom came home and was like, I bought you a VHS, like, I bought you guys a movie, it's that bug movie. And I was like, yo, it's a bug's life, like, Uh that's awesome, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I see where this is going. (laughs) my mom hands it to me, and it's ants. Uh. (laughs) Ants, and I remember being so disappointed. I would be too. I do not want to watch this movie, mom. Nobody wants to but watch like, that movie. My mom did this all the time, though. <laughs> like, she, I told, for years, I told my mom that I like I liked Lego, and I wanted Lego for Christmas and birthdays and stuff. And what, did she buy you Mega Blocks? No, she told everyone that I liked Bionicles. Ah! Oh! <laughs> no matter <laughs> how many times. Oh, no, not no the same. How many times I told this woman, I don't like Bionicles. I ended up with tons of Bionicles. And it just reminds me of A Bug's Life because it's like, Mom, I wanted A Bug's Life. Like, why? I do not want to watch Ants. Yeah. I mean, who in their right mind thinks, oh, hey, it's a kid's movie. Who should we get? Woody Allen? Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Okay, sure. Starring in a kid's movie. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we watched it because it was the new VHS and stuff. And, like, we're poor, so, like, any VHS is a good VHS. But, like man is that not like what i wanted yeah and that's that is how i remember bug's life like i know kevin spacey's in it and i think that's like kind of cool um it was it's just that vhs moment for me (laughs) all right 
Well, that was pretty cool. I had a, a number of Bionicles myself, but, you know, that was by choice. I was not, not a fan. <laughs> I don't even think I built them. Like, I think I opened them to make them, like, played with, and I just kept them in my room. I didn't have any Bionicles. <laughs> well, that doesn't th- surprise th- me. This is, yeah, <laughs> they are definitely geared towards towards the male variety. Yeah. Yeah. My brother probably had them. I might have played with them. Mm-hmm. We had a awesome. thing where we would combine Barbies and Polly Pockets with whatever toys he had. Oh, yeah. Often we would build houses for my Polly Pockets out of his Lego. Mm-hmm. Well, that that is a good mixture of toys. Yeah, yeah. if it works. <laughs> all right, so now that we got our memories all taken care of, uh, we're going to move over to Brandon for our newbie recap. All right, guys. It, what's up? It's your boy here to talk about A Bug's Life. Um, I'm just going to get right into it. We're going to start on this beautiful shot of a zoom in from a tree or like looking at a tree. It's kind of like in the bottom of like or the top of a dried out riverbed, which makes me wonder where the water went, I guess. But the ants are there and it's good for the ants. So it's an ant story, I suppose, but it's not ants. Um, (laughs) So we zoom in on this thing. The first thing I notice is the animation is a lot clearer than it was in Toy Story. It's, It's noticeable like right off the jump, which made me wonder like, how far between is it? And it's it's a decent ways. It's a three year gap. Yeah, it's like three years before we get to a bug's life, and and I'm sure they had a lot more money. Yeah, exactly. after Honestly, this. like you can see it immediately. Anyway, so the ants are collecting food, and they're like weighing it up on this giant like altar, I guess, of like little rocks and a leaf, and they're like stacking it there, and it shows the ants like coming up, and they're marching up with their little like seeds on the back. And then, like, a leaf falls on the ground, and they're like, We're lost! I don't know where we are! Which I thought was hilarious. Yes. But, like, I think that's really good. But also, like, don't ants, like, walk or travel by, like, pheromones? Like, why would a leaf falling stop? Like, why would they get lost? I think it's just... I like the joke. I'll just say that. It's a good joke. And I think it's a nice little setup to show, like, the helplessness that they feel mm-hmm. yeah you know what that's actually yeah that's kind of smart it does give us like this kind of precursor to that that makes sense but yeah so we meet the we meet the ants and they're like piling up food we meet the queen and she's training her daughter princess atta to be the uh the future queen and princess atta is played by uh julia louis dreyfus mm-hmm. which i love i'm on a julia louis dreyfus thing right now we just watched veep uh we finished like all of veep Hmm. Great show. Great show. And we watched Seinfeld, like, right before that, pretty much. So, like, yeah. Julia Drew Louis-Dreyfus is so funny to me. Are you going to watch the episode in Arrested Development, too, just for the kicks? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah. So good. <laughs> That's a good one. I like, so good I like, and so bad. Yeah, I like when Buster's, like, sneaking around her house. Oh, no, oh. it's not Tobias. And he so just, like, covers funny. himself in her, like, perfume, and he's just crawling. Oh, great. He's just great. One of the few arrested developments I've seen. Yeah. Oh, you gotta watch the whole show. So I have been told by you. <laughs> it is good. It is good. Um, so yeah, Princess Ada is played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who is awesome. Uh, then we meet Flick. Flick is this like failed inventor of a guy. Um, at least I'm assuming failed. It's possible that he's just never actually presented inventions to people. We don't really see... He might just be that crazy dude that invents things in his, like, 
tunnel of the ant hill? He's like Maurice. Yeah, he's like Maurice, kind of. Or Doc Brown. Or Doc Brown, yeah. But he's got this, like, seed thing where you can, like, saw off a grain and then, like, harvest multiple seeds at once. And it's it's a good thing. And he kind of gets, like, pushed aside because of it. Like, they don't even look at his invention, which I think is stupid. Um, But, yeah, he gets told to just, like, follow orders and, like, leave because he always messes things up. Um, he goes away, uh, then Dot, like, follows him. Dot is, uh, like, a little baby ant, and she's kind of, like, a character throughout the whole movie. Um, I don't know who voices her, but she's kind of annoying at times. You'll... Hayden Panettiere. Hayden Panettiere? Yeah. Correct. Seriously? Sa- save yeah. the cheerleader, save the world. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But she's sure. a lot younger. Yeah, obviously. Um, so yeah, Dot is, like, I got my, I think she's Princess Ada's, like, younger sister. Yeah. Yeah, she's, like, also a princess, but she kind of, like, hangs out with Flick a lot throughout the movie. Um, then they blow this huge horn, and the grasshoppers are coming, so all the ants, like, freak out, and they hide inside. And Flick is late, which is kind of, like, I guess, in character for Flick. He is, like, constantly, like, a failure, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's late, and he accidentally knocks all the food off of the offering stone and into a puddle. Um... I don't under. I guess ants can't swim. That saves that question. Um, but yeah, so the food is all gone. The ant grasshoppers come. They invade the ant hill instead of just like taking the food. They like burst through the roof, which is kind of creepy and cool. Um, they're like, "Where's the food?" And that's where we meet Hopper, who's played by Kevin Spacey. Um, it, who Hopper is actually like a very spacey villain. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those like I guess Kevin Spacey is one of those people that you can kind of like pick out. Like he's got a very distinct acting mm-hmm. style. Yeah. And, like, Hopper is very, very spacey. Like, so spacey, like like the Call of Duty villain spacey. Yeah, because he goes into this monologue. Like, he comes down there. I don't... Like, the monologue's about collecting food and the natural order of things and stuff like that, which is kind of, like, his whole deal. Um, but, like, he just speaks like Kevin Spacey would. Like, something... Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's perfect. It is. Kevin Spacey is a great choice for this role. Um, there's a lot to be said about Kevin Spacey in like real life and like outside of Hollywood. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, this is a Kevin Spacey villain, and I think he owns it. Um, so birds come and they eat the grasshoppers. Uh, that's Molt's line. Oh yeah. Mole, he's like Hopper's brother, right? Yeah. He's like kind of dumber, like the Fredo of yeah. anyone understands Godfather. He's like the Fredo of him. Yeah, and he says, he's, he basically explains the natural order of things, which comes into play a lot later in the movie. Is that birds eat the grasshoppers who like mess around with the ants and all that. Um, Flip kind of stands up to Hopper, and Hopper gets all pissed. He orders the ants to give them like double their normal amount of food in like half of the time by like the end of the summer. Which mean they have like no food for themselves, so it's really bad. Basically, he says like, when the last leaf falls, the grasshoppers will like come back and take their food or whatever. Um, so Flick ends up going to court for this because it's basically all Flick's fault. <laughs> um, they they like argue over the sentence and they basically realize that he's trying to like leave on his own. Mm-hmm. He comes, yeah, because he comes up with the idea to, like, go get warriors. Yeah, to go get, like, warrior bugs. So, like, he's already leaving, and they're like, oh, well, that solves our problem. So they just, they send Flick away. He goes off to find 
Um, yeah, he goes off to find someone. They never leave the island, so this is like a big deal. Um, they call it an island, but I never see it being an island. Uh, I think they show it at the end after the rains. Does it? I know there's a sign in it somewhere in Spanish, so it made me question like where this supposedly takes like takes place. But they call it an island. I they could be an island. I might have just forgotten that scene. But fuck yeah, he's gone to gather like bigger bugs to fight. So he leaves. Um, I don't know why this is the moment I questioned it, but why do all of these ants walk on two feet? Why not? Like, they're very anthropomorphized <laughs> ants. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> you get the Woody Allen movie. I guess, but like... <laughs> it just has literally never occurred to me to question that. Yeah, I, I just, know. like, it was this moment. Like, he was starting to, like, yeah. walk off on his journey, and I was like, wait a second. You're, you're yeah. questioning that, but you're not questioning why they only have four legs? Oh. Oh. No, I never thought about that. We're not asking the right questions, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I need to look at a picture of these ants now. Yeah, what is this? <laughs> yeah, I never even questioned that. Are they just very, like, human? They're, like, very human-like ants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they have two arms, two legs. Yeah. They also have fingers. Yeah! <laughs> so... Yeah, definitely very anthropomorphized. But you see, yeah. if they go, if they went with the too realistic, you're gonna get the Woody Allen movie. True, and like the Woody Allen movie sucked. But like, it's just, it's just weird. It's just like, yeah, why are these ants so human? I guess. <laughs> um, so like, Dot follows him. She believes in him, and they like talk about it for a second before he like. They're at the, I guess there's a ditch that he's trying to like get across. It's the creek bed. The creek bed, yeah, like the river that the hill is on. Um, and then he, like, climbs up on a dandelion and, like, detaches and floats across, which makes me wonder if that could actually happen in real life. Hmm. Well, ants like, are pretty light, and depending on the size of the dandelion. Are I mean, like, as I'm, light I'm, as I'm, that dandelion, though? Well, it was still a descending thing. It didn't ascend. <laughs> I guess. I guess, yeah. So he floats on the dandelion sea, blows into a rock, whatever. It's fine. He gets off, walks away. And then we get introduced to the bug circus. It's a horrible bug circus, though. <laughs> it is It is trash. Um, yeah, we meet everybody. Um, Heimlich the Worm, which is Zach's character. Uh, I don't remember the names for most of the rest. There's, there's a moth or like a butterfly and a praying mantis, and they do magic together. Okay, there's Gypsy and Major. Yeah, they, they do magic together. Manny, Major Manny. Yeah, and then there's the stick, the Sarah's character today, who's that? Slim. Slim. Um, yeah, then there's uh, the male ladybug. That's Francis. Francis, that's me. Um, and then there's, who is it, Dim. Dim, which I thought is a very mean nickname, considering that he is legitimately dumb. Like he's just—he's yeah. literally dim. Like, well, I also love who they got to play him too. Yeah. Who plays him? Uh, Sarah. Uh oh shoot. His name is like oh, completely. I, oh, I know. I know, I know the name. Hang on a second. I, on a second. I know the name. I was just giving it to our facts girl. Hang on a second. The Disney credits crashing by the second. Wait, 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 wait. Brad Garrett. Thank you. I Brad was thinking Garrett. of his. 
his everybody loves Raymond name was stuck in my well, head. You could have said that, and Brandon of... would know it. I would have. Yeah, I know, it. but yeah. I wanted to say his actual name, and it just was yeah. not coming to me. <laughs> yeah, Brad Garrett makes a pretty good like deep like he's these deep voice. He's that's, a very that's, deep voice. Like, yeah. For you want a, an actor that can do deep voices, you get Brad Garrett or you get Michael Clark Duncan. Oh, he can't get Michael mm. Clark Duncan anymore. Well, I know not anymore, but I mean back in the day, <laughs> he did a lot of voices. True, or you can get the Allstate guy. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, the praying mantis and the butterfly have this whole magic show that sucks. So all the flies start to leave, and it's kind of funny because he's like, "I've only got twenty four hours to live. I can't leave it like live it here." Yep. Sure. That's <laughs> very fair. Well, so I get it. It's, yeah. it's factual. Yep. Uh, I thought that was funny. So he's like trying to keep all the things in. So he does this like crazy blindfolded like flaming death finisher. Mm-hmm. And they all like the sp- oh, there's a spider too. I don't know her name. Rosie. Rosie. But there's like a spider, and there's like a- all of them like blindfold themselves, and they like light something on fire, and uh, it does not work. Um, <laughs> the circus guy, what's his name? P.T. Flea. P.T. Flea. Yes. P.T. Flea gets like burnt to a crisp, and they all get fired. Mm-hmm. Um, so- oh, but that also leads to the- one of the one of the better lines in it. It's just like. <laughs> Yeah, burn him again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so like we, the, during all of this, Flick arrives in like the Bug City, um, which makes me wonder where the hell are these cities? Because they scare me. <laughs> um, like there's just bugs chilling. They got bars and stuff. Like they they showed it uh, before. Like it's actually underneath like a, a trailer. Oh. Uh, a, a, a trailer by like a feet like in a field like it's just like a m- mobile trailer that's funny which has a fun cameo beside the trailer it sure <laughs> cool. does we, we can get there yeah we'll get there um so yeah so they go he goes to this bar and he's looking for like tough bugs like warrior bugs like he said when he told the princess before he left um so he's doing that uh, somebody orders, like, a slug orders, like, the poo-poo platter, but ends up getting salt in it, so it starts, like, foaming at the mouth. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, like, the circus bugs are all, like, super sad, and they're just like, oh, no, we got fired, blah, 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 what are we gonna do? Um, the ladybug ends up getting, like, in a fight with someone, and their plan to get out of this is to pretend to be Robin Hood, apparently, mm-hmm. which makes me wonder... Where did these bugs hear about Robin Hood? Also, there's another reference in here where they say, like, the the, 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 the seeds at the beginning. He's like, this can't be the saying of Blank of 93. How do these bugs know about the, like, years? The twig of 93? Yeah. They're anthropomorphized bugs. <laughs> yeah. They just... They just, they have a, they live life. <laughs> there's no humans in this world. It's just, it, it makes for a really good line, because, like, like, how else would you say the, the, that that line? Would you say, like, this is nothing compared to the twig of 60 years ago? I guess, it doesn't I, flow nearly as well. I guess. It's just weird that these bugs are so knowledgeable of the outside <laughs> world that they don't live in. <laughs> um, sure, so they pretend to be Robin Hood, a character of which they had no idea. They probably couldn't flip a book if they wanted to, to read it, but well, sure. Jim might be able to. Um, but this... Is where Flick finds them. Oh, Tim might be able to, yeah. But <laughs> this is where Flick finds them finally, and they're all like posing with like a fake sword and stuff. And he thinks that they're the warrior bugs that he's been looking for. 
So, um, uh, like, he meets them, and they talk about it. Um, there's these two little pill bugs that I honestly think has got to be the base model for the minions. Yeah, tuck and roll. But yeah. Oh, my goodness. Are they so named right. tuck and roll? Yeah. Oh. But, yeah, no, they are hands down the base model for the minions. Like, they have to be. So they fly off in search of, like, his anthill. They kind of think that they're going to give this, like, really big performance. And they think that Flick wants them. Like a talent scout. Yeah, like, to come and do this huge show. So they, like, fly off with him towards the anthill. They land in, like, a real superhero-y kind of pose. Um, everyone in the anthill, like, hides. And the princess thinks that they're, like, savage. <laughs> um, the ladybug, like, they talk about them. And Francis, they're, like, talking about trying to calm each other down, I guess. And Francis promises that he's going to, like, knock them dead. But the ants are talking about the grasshoppers. And mm-hmm. Francis just thinks, like, performance-wise, like, yeah. we're going to knock them dead. So they do not understand the consequences. But they accept it. And everyone parties because they think they found their warrior villain. Mm-hmm. Or warrior villain. Warrior bugs. Mm-hmm. Um, so they party. Uh, until the kids, like, bring them this grass, like, leaf painting of them, like, killing all the grasshoppers, mm-hmm. and they're just covered in blood. <laughs> covered in blood, I thought was funny. Um, we, but then that, that's another fun moment, where it's just like, we, we showed one of them dying, so it would be more dramatic. Yeah. yeah. And, and then it pants, and then it pants the guy, like, and then you literally watch him lose color. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Heimlich's just cut in half. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought that was funny. And then they do this, like, really weird performance about killing the grasshoppers, like a play. And it, like, trips them all out. So they, like, want to leave. Flick tries to give this, like, whole speech defending them, but basically comes to the realization that they're circus animals or mm-hmm. circus people. So he gets mad at them. Everybody starts, like... Pointing fingers at each other till the pill bugs like roll up and slap Flick. Yeah. <laughs> and then they all leave and Flick chases after them and he stops them and he like lifts up Dim's foot, puts his head under and he's like, you can squish me. And we got all like real serious with some suicide stuff for a second, which is odd for a kid's movie, but I'll roll with it. It's bug. <laughs> Again, still better than ants. Yeah. <laughs> after the girl gruesome, that one got. Yeah. Um, yeah, the princess finds him, and then a bird comes and like attacks everyone. And the ladybug saves the uh, the princess. Um, Heimlich like distracts the bird, but he gets like they like try to drag him down into a crack in the riverbed, mm-hmm. but he's too fat, so he gets stuck and he almost dies. The the, the uh, caterpillar is offering himself up as live bait. How brave! Yeah, everybody <laughs> thinks he's just being so brave. Really, <laughs> just stuck in the thing. Um, so the bird like almost kills him, but the bird gets distracted by the butterfly who comes out and like ah, shows it the wings. The bird's like for some reason like wants to eat bugs, but all of a sudden's like, oh, butterfly, better back off. Uh, bird be tripping. Yeah, yes, yes. So the bird flies off. It's this whole big rescue operation the birds like chasing them they fly into the trees where they hide and bird flies away i guess and then they showed it that the the trees were like 
thorny, so like the, yeah, the bird tried the bird to grab couldn't and get it in them. Like, Ow. Yeah. Yeah. Not worth the effort. Yeah, so so they get back to like the ant hill or whatever and the little ants make the ladybug their den mother. <laughs> I thought their whole like their whole group was rather cute, like the blueberries or whatever mm-hmm. they call them. Like it's just yeah. a bunch of tiny little ants, but Yeah, you got that right. Yeah, who, like, try to run everything, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the princess, like, apologizes to Flick because she's realized now that these are, like, warrior bugs, even <laughs> though they're not, I guess. Um, she gets kissed, which is pretty much, I guess, Flick's in love with Princess Ada. That's a whole thing to note. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the whole yeah. movie. <laughs> definitely infatuated. Yeah, definitely a thing there. And, like, she kind of wants it, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, whatever. Um, but then, like, it causes them to realize that, like, Hopper hates birds, or causes Flick to realize that Hopper hates birds. So it runs away with this whole, like, plan, and, like, her, him and the princess, like, create this whole plan to make a fake bird. Um, and they do, like, (laughs) Princess Ada is, like, giving orders for everyone to build the bird. She reminded me so much of Selena Meyer in this scene. Oh, really? Yeah, just because she was, I guess, in charge. like, And it sounded like Selena Myers. So. That, that's her Veep character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was just just the way, like, hearing her voice and then it being in, like, in command or whatever made me feel like Selena Meyer. I thought that was funny. Um, So they're, like, building the bird, and Hamlet has this, like, really funny moment where he's, like, is he floating down somewhere? Because he doesn't have his wings yet. He's got, like... Uh, the leaves that they're Oh, doing. the leaves, yeah. And he's like, I'm a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah this is a good moment. Uh, so the bird gets built, and we go back to the grasshoppers who are just partying in Mexico, which makes me wonder, why go back to the anthill? They well, literally they talk the about thing. it. Well, I, well, obviously, yeah, but like... There's a, like, even above all of that, like, I don't understand the big deal here. Um, so, but anyway, he explains, Hopper explains that it's about, like, the ant that stood up to him and how, like, ants outnumber grasshoppers, like, 100 to 1, so they have to, like, keep their place and blah, 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 and, like, keep the ants on watch. But you guys remember that the the moment that, trans- that happened right before he made that speech? Because he literally had like these two guys that came up with the idea and mm-hmm. got his brother to try to do it too. Oh to yeah. It to and yeah. then he had he, you remember what his retaliation was for even the mere thought of it? You know. He, he suffocates the machine. Yeah, he literally Oh right. The he, he most cracks the yeah. thing open. Yeah, yeah. it's just a freaking badass moment. Yeah. Well, and just he's like talking about how ants outnumber them and he just like suffocates oh, one, two of them. Yeah, one of these seeds is like how an ant here and I'll throw it at you. Does that hurt? Does that hurt? <laughs> yeah. How about this? Yeah. And just kills them. Yeah. It's just like oh Yeah, that was pretty cool. And just like stands there as the whole as, as all these seeds pile onto him and just like looking at his men while they're doing that. It's just yeah. like that is a power move <laughs> right there. Yeah. Um so yeah, so we go back to after that whole speech he kills the guy with seeds. They like, let's ride and they like fly away and they're all headed to the ants and so like the ants are on watch now. They've like put their plan into motion or whatever. Um so they're all waiting for 
Hopper and his gang to come. And what ends up happening is P.T. Flea rolls up with his, like, cracker box cart? Cookies. Mm-hmm. Cookies. Cookie box cart, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, the Flaming Death was awesome. They wanted blah, 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 blah. And kind of, like, outs everybody. And, like... For, like all the warrior bug outs all the warrior bugs for mm-hmm. being like circus bugs essentially and not warriors at all so the ants get like real upset with flick and they uh, kind of like excommunicate them and they're like just leave go away get away from us blah 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 and so flea like leaves with the bugs um and there's like this really sad walking away scene where they just like slowly walk away which is good um so the grasshoppers fly in. Uh, ants clearly don't have enough food. Um, there's the scene where it's all like really foggy when they land, which I think is like a really good villain reveal moment, mm-hmm. I guess, where like Hopper just climbs out through the fog. Well, that's not mm-hmm. even the first. Like, like that's there's two different moments that are a lot like that for like yeah. the, the horror moments. Like the initial one where they come into the ant hill as well is pretty. Yeah. Yeah. pretty tense as well so it's just like you got both of these yeah. pretty like I guess either thriller or horror tro- tropes would you say yeah yeah pretty much they play in on like the horror suspense thing yeah and he like lifts up the meager food that he gets too it's just like that's also like like strength moves just like this is all I get yeah yeah he is he is pissed so mm-hmm. he kidnaps the queen and he forces them to find whatever food they have left essentially even the stuff that they would keep for themselves um so to combat this the blueberries for some reason who bear a lot of responsibility for this final act which is kind of insane considering they're children mm-hmm. um but the blueberries like run to um their clubhouse which is kind of in a leaf or something yeah. like a hollowed out leaf i guess yeah or um i think it's like grass in the roots of grass yeah something like that um dot ends up getting chased by what i learned was thumper it's like this monster cricket that they have but like i kind of i only remember it specifically for this part because for 90 percent of the movie they keep him on a leash Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and for this random scene suddenly there's no leash and it's like, that is clearly just to put some tension into the kids running to the clubhouse. It works. Yeah. It works. It's scary. Like, it is what it is. Like, it does its job. But it's like, I remember thinking about that. And I was like, why is he off the leash all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't find them yet or Round, anything Rounding like up stragglers. I guess. But yeah, whatever it was. Um, blueberries go to the clubhouse. Um, Dot ends up overhearing that once Hopper gets all the food, he's going to squish the queen anyway, just for like a sign of strength. Um, so Dot, yeah, runs. That's when she comes into the grasshopper monster. She like gets knocked off a cliff. Um, I guess it's important to note that a couple times throughout the movie, she like jumped and tried to fly with her wings, but couldn't because they're too small and she's a child. Um, so the grasshopper monster, Thumper, uh, knocks her off a cliff and her wings suddenly work and she's able to fly which is awesome um hooray for cinematic timing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly like the p- perfect timing i guess mm-hmm. um so it goes to the 
group of circus things, and they're all on the cart, and they're all sad. So Dot finds Flick, and she's like, we need to try the bird. We should try the bird, the fake bird. And he's like, that's not going to work. I'm a failure. All the other circus bugs are like, no, you did something for us, which he really didn't. I just kind of like took him to an anthill for a couple of days, and they pretended to be stars. But anyway, they're he like, gave them purpose. Gave sure. Other than being a in a crappy circus, I guess. Yeah. So they're like, you can totally do this, um, but still not good enough. So Dot finds this like rock, because like earlier in the movie, Flick had given her a rock and like told her to like pretend it's a seed and like mm-hmm. this whole metaphor about how seeds grow into big things or something so she's like pretend it's a seed and he's just like all right i'm cool (laughs) and then just like that's it he just that's all they needed so he's good so they steal the dude's cart and they web up pt flea with um (laughs) the spider lady's web obviously Mm -hmm. um and then they like go up and they get to the anthill everybody's done collecting food Flick, like, returns and he finds the blueberries. And, like, the circus bugs lead this, like, big distraction. And they, like, perform all this crap. Which, they have pies. There's a whole scene where they're, like, pieing someone in the face. How are these bugs making pie? Where's the pie making in the bug society? Well, they show that, like, the berries in them are, like, huge as well. Well, yeah. yeah. But that's just... But, like, the restaurant literally served up a pile of poo with some salt on it. Like, where are they making pies? Like, whatever. So the maybe cir- they just use like dead leaves and stuff on the top. And- maybe. maybe. So circus is doing the performance and they're doing the magic trick where they take the queen as like a volunteer, I guess, and they like hide her and they move her away. And the blueberries and Flick try to like run up and they start manning the giant bird. Which who taught those kids how to fly that bird? They do a pretty decent job. Yeah. Who taught the children how to fly a bird? And Flick? why was that so, like, I, critical to their knowledge? Like, why I did think, they need uh, to teach them that? I think a lot of it was actually, like, maybe Dot was... Because since Dot was, like, the instructor there, like, she was, like, the leader at that moment. I think she, with her yes. drive at that, for her character drive and stuff, she probably would have tried very hard to learn everything about it. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Because that, that, that was her, I don't know, she just felt underappreciated and stuff, so she wanted to, I think she wanted to feel important. Yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. So she tried to get herself involved as much as possible. <laughs> so yeah, Hopper finds out that they took the queen during the magic trick. He realizes that she's not coming back. They try to hold it, do this whole, like, a magician never reveals his secrets, but he's not, not really into it. So he's not really feeling it. He wants to go do whatever. Um, but the bird flies down. And, like, chases all the hot grasshoppers and scares everyone. And they're, like, smashing berries on their face to make it look like they're covered in blood. Which is funny, but gory, I guess, for a kid's movie. But um, not actually, at the same time. I guess, yeah, because it's just berries. It's just, mm. it's just, yeah, it's funny. And Heimlich does the, the pretend headless thing. Yeah. And, yeah, so they scare everybody with, like, the berries and the bird. But the circus guy, P.T. Flea, gets out, and he thinks he's going to be, like, a hero. So he, like, lights a match, and he does, like, the flaming death, which just, like, lights everything up on fire. And it doesn't really work at all. So Hopper grabs Dot. He, like, well, the fire hit catches the bird, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is important. 
Um, the bird lights on fire and it eventually crashes and everyone comes out and Hopper has Dot. And Flick comes and he stands up to Hopper and Thumper like attacks him and Flick like gets his ass handed to him by this like mm-hmm. monster crooked guy to the point where he's got like bruises and a black eye and stuff and is like again how does that happen to an ant? Yeah. How does that happen to an ant? I don't think they've got blood vessels the same way we do. Like I don't who knows? I mean ant people if you're listening mm-hmm. like correct me but like yeah. um man <laughs> I don't get it. I don't I don't believe do not believe an ant gets a black eye. So one thing I gotta I gotta say, in regards to your thing on the on the bruising, it <laughs> is not nearly as much as bad as as your criticisms on Pinocchio being a real boy or That's not true. a fake boy. This is far more acceptable. Pinocchio is not real. Yeah, none of that stuff should have happened to him. But yeah, I think that flick bruising. It's yeah, a much more, more acceptable because it's more of a visual yeah, thing, a not much, a plot. A much lesser example, I'll admit. But <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't get that. Um. So anyway, flag flick gets his ass kicked, and he yep. kind of like stands up. And he gives this, like, really good speech to Hopper where he's like, yeah, ants are not meant to serve grasshoppers. Um, This whole scene has really great animation, by the way. Just Mm -hmm. the way, like, it's kind of in the storm with the fog and everything around. It's really, really well done in comparison to what, like, say, Toy Story was, like, a Mm -hmm. few movies ago, I guess. But, um, anyway, so... The ants start to figure things out, and they come to, like, understand their own strength. So they, like, come up in, like, numbers, and they chase off all the grasshoppers. And, like, that weird, crazy, super, like, monstery thumper dude gets, like, slapped by Dot and yelled at by Dim, and that's, like, it for him. He's he's done. Well, I mean, when you're talking in- intimidation game, <laughs> Dim is can be pretty intimidating if you don't actually know him. Yes, yeah. I mean, like, I think it was another really bad, like, just badass moment where it's just like after Dots like slaps him and like does does tells him off, and then he like screams at her, and then just like boom, and then he Dim yells, and then Dot is just standing there. Yeah, it's just like that is pretty uh, badass moment for Dot right there, where she yeah. doesn't even flinch. <laughs> yeah. So the ants uh, capture Hopper, and they put him in a cannon. Which logistically doesn't make sense to me. If you shoot him out of a cannon, but he can fly anyway, right? So like, yeah. I don't, I don't understand what they were thinking anyway. Also, where did these ants get a cannon? They used it in the circus. T- tuck and roll were shot out of it. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. And then PT was shot. Was 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 PT shot out of it? No. Okay. I'll I'll accept I'll accept that explanation. But then bring it back to how did this circus get a cannon? It was a piece of a straw with a little, with a little uh, a piece something else on it, and something supposed to jump on it. It's just an air pressure. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. You know, it's yeah, just like a basic thing like a yeah, that five year old can make. That makes a yeah. lot more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Hopper like grabs Flick and flies off for them, kind of. And all the bugs, like, all the circus bugs are kind of chasing after him. Hopper, like, loses him. Loses, like, the bugs. 
and then the like the princess kind of like shows up to try and save Flick, but Flick kind of like leads the princess in like a different direction, and he's like go this way, so they go that way, and then basically he leads Hopper to like where the real bird was that they kind of like discovered earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not even that; it leads it to the nest. Yeah, to the to the nest. Yeah. Let alone, um, so Hopper ends up getting eaten and like fed to little birds, which I think is like is fine storyline wise, but like that bird should have chewed him a lot more before it fed it to its birds. That's not gonna that's not gonna do nothing for those baby birds. Yeah, 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 I would agree. Yeah, just just a small little detail there. <laughs> it just makes it far better of a horror element that way. Yeah, yeah. It flashes to black. And yeah, just like you can imagine what happened. <laughs> So, like, all's good, all is safe, all's, like, fine. The next day, like, the ants are good, and they're all using Flick's inventions, which is like, oh, so they're good enough for you now? Like, I had to save this entire place before you accept mine? Whatever. Yep. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, they're all using Flick's little, like, seed harvesting invention, and they're all happy with it, and, like, the circus bugs are all, like... They're not famous yet, but they're going on tour, I guess. Yeah, they're just going back, but they got more confidence now. And then they got, you know, they got some circus ants to go with them now. Yeah. Yeah. And and a roadie with molt. Yeah, molt. That's true. Yeah. So like, yeah, they're leaving. They're going on tour. Um, Flick's not going on tour. He'd rather like stay behind and clap them princess cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) Princess. Oh, like the circus creatures, the circus bugs. Yeah. <laughs> Give Princess a rock, and like everyone claps for like Flick, and the princess is like, Why are they giving me a rock? Yeah. <laughs> it was just because they think it's like an ant thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love that they, like, the circus bugs earlier, like, it must be an ant thing, and now the ants are like, It must be a circus bug thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love miscommunications. Yeah, so Princess uh, becomes queen. She gets, like, the new queen crown, which I thought, like, the ant queen had to die before they, like, elected a new queen. I don't know how that works in real ant colonies. I don't think, like, abdication is a thing. They didn't think that for the Pope either, but... I guess. But, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Um, What's her face? Ada? (laughs) Yeah, Ada... Um, she becomes president. Elaine Bennis becomes queen <laughs> of the ants. Um, and the movie's over. Like, we're all happy. Everything's good. Goes into this little, like, after scene where the, the circus is like, oh no, where's Heimlich? And Heimlich is, like, coming out of a cocoon. And he's got, like, he's just the exact same, just with tiny little wings. And he's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a beautiful little butterfly. You all look like little ants. Yeah. And that's good. Randy Newman took us out. Always a pleasure. Mm-hmm. I'll never, never say no to, like, some good Randy Newman. I do enjoy the animated bloopers. There are animated bloopers at the end of this film. Yes. Um, just Classic. like, yeah, just like they were Oh, they're the just brilliant. Story. Um, I'm a big fan of that. I don't know why. It just It's just like that idea that they went that little extra bit of work just to give us some bloopers. Mm-hmm. Like I, Well, if you look at I those ones, that. they're really cool. Like, not not only do they throw in the, these, um, these bloopers, which re- required extra work, but on top of that, they made them look like actual bloopers. They gave them, like, camera crew. Yeah. And, 
and you know boom mic yeah, guy. Yeah, there was a boom mic in it and stuff. That was really funny. And, and if you and another really cool thing is if you look at it, there's a moment where uh, PT Flea hits the camera with his face. Yeah. And then yeah. there's a smudge. Yeah. So they're just like, yeah, we made a smudge. Yeah, it was. The animated bloopers are always pretty cool. I think they should have done them for a lot more Pixar mm-hmm. films than they ended up yeah. doing them for. They're so um, good. Uh, Especially when there's crossovers. All right, yeah. so, so, Sarah, what's what's your favorite blooper on that? Or do you remember them? Uh, my favorite isn't actually on there. They don't what? put it in the credits. The one where Woody comes in with the clapper. Oh, right, mm-hmm. I remember that one. Yeah, it's an extra one. Oh, was yeah. that in a different... I think version? it's just like a bonus thing, probably. That's funny. I, I think yeah, a, Woody shows up, and I think it's hilarious when they have yeah. a crossover. I absolutely love the, are you saying I'm stupid? <laughs> and then he just has like, the, can't, can't work with Ad, with Ada, like Ju, Julia Louis-Dreyfus just, just laughing. Yeah, yeah, laughing and just like, laughing. are you saying I'm stupid? Yes! <laughs> and then Spacey has his... Has this diva moment. Yeah. I will be in my trailer. <laughs> this is the 15th take. Yeah. Side note. I really quickly looked up an answer to your question about queen ants. Ooh. There are usually multiple at oh. one time. And the queen ant is literally just there to reproduce. And queens get chosen just because those female ants happen to eat more protein. Oh. So they got bigger. And then they're there just to reproduce. Queen ants live for decades. Male ants live for a, a week. And they just keep impregnating her over and over again. And so sometimes the worker ants will kill the least productive, literally productive producing queen ant. Um, but if all the queen ants die, then the colony dies. Ooh. So you don't have to die to have a new queen. Interesting. Good to know. They're not yeah. leaders. They're just they're just there to get busy. Yeah. Essentially, yeah, they are the ones that keep the colony running. Because mm, without them, they just have men, and then. Brand- Brandon, do you, do you have a do you have a favorite blooper? I don't think I could remember them enough to have a favorite. Mm. Like I know I always liked the ones in the original Toy Story, because they were like always funny to me. But well, they, there wasn't one in the original. There was just one in the in the sequel. In, Maybe that might be the, that might be the ones I'm thinking of then. Yeah, there was some yeah some decent ones in there, but yeah uh, yeah I definitely enjoyed that one. And I I totally forgot about the Woody Clapper one. I read about it while I was getting my fun facts stuff ready, so yeah. I, it I, jogged mm-hmm. my memory. Yeah, it's it's in there. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was our newbie recap. Good job, Brandon. I was, that's <laughs> really good. Cool. So on to deep dive Disney. So one of the things I love to talk about with um, this movie is the genre that it is. Mm-hmm. Outside of just being, you know, animated kids movie, you have to realize that this movie is a western. Hmm. Like, Interesting. Like it has all the tropes of a western. It's yeah, I can see that. You got the oppressed people that are set in their ways, but they don't know what to do about it. Then they get the one lone guy who go- sets out to. You know, find some help for it. It's essentially taking, you know, either Seven Samurai or Magnificent Seven influences on there. Where it just goes out and gets a motley crew of people to come back and help them. And then, you know, they have to have their training montage. But instead of training montage, they have the bird building. Yeah. So it's... So, yeah. This movie is a western. It's 
even got like the you know the sandy ground bottom yeah ground for it and it's just one of those things that I love to point out to people is this like yeah movies you wouldn't think is a western it, this one is a western and then yeah. the other fun thing is and this goes into our our film degree is the narrative structure of the film is the hero's journey mm-hmm. yeah so it's very definitive it's you could probably take the bare bones of the story and compare it with Star Wars yeah like you got your lone person who's in in fact like it set in their ways but then needs to go out and and go on a journey and then finds people that are you know trying to like a motley crew of people and then have to come back and face against the evil force learning mm-hmm. some things along the way like it's not nearly as good as a textbook definition of a hero's journey as as Star Wars but it still is yeah, yeah it's pretty textbook okay yeah, and I really like the characters in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, Pixar does a pretty good job of multiple characters, but the last one, um, the last film with with uh, Toy Story, the characters were pretty one note. As a, other than Woody and Buzz, yeah, they were pretty one note. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, this one, they're more they're more developed. All the like the extra characters because it's not this one is definitely not a buddy movie. Right. Like, this one yeah. is not... This one's an ensemble. Yeah. Yeah. And it really works. It makes very good use of the time, of the of, of the, the time that they have to introduce characters. They introduce them in a very efficient yet effective way. Mm-hmm. There's very, very little in this movie that to be trimmed, that, that could be trimmed. Like, I don't know. What do you think, Brandon? Yeah. I mean, there's not too many scenes that don't have, like, a direct... Like plot or character yeah, like, development. Yeah, like a direct involvement in the plot. Mm-hmm. It's also like kids' movies are short. They yeah. are. So, so they kind of yeah. have to make it all work because what, mm-hmm. otherwise, what's the but point? There's some that don't make like nearly as effective use of their time. Mm-hmm. That like with kids' movies, sometimes they like you go to I don't know, let's say. Like Road to El Dorado or something like that, where it's just some some th- movies just don't make good use of their times. Or the other thing that made that's benefit of this movie is that it's not a musical at mm. all. Mm. Yeah, and, you don't have to account for musical numbers. Exactly. Yeah. So that helps eliminate the time. It allows them to use the the their time effectively and throw in some good character development, like the introduction for the for the circus bugs. You get to know these characters and who they are yeah. in an incredibly timely manner. Mm-hmm. I mean, instantly you know that Dim is big and, and looks mean, but he's a he's a baby. Yeah, on the inside. Right. Like you, you get to learn about well, Francis, Francis's personality pretty darn quick. Yeah. yeah. And like Slim's like, oh, I'm just a stick bug. <laughs> I'm a prop. <laughs> just you get to learn these characters and what they, who they are, mm-hmm. in less in about five minutes. Which is pretty awesome use of time, mm-hmm. and still hilarious at the same time. It's also really cool if you look at the um, if you look at the circus, you can look at all like the human things that they have there. That like for the the ring in the circus where they're like the the show ring is like a belt. Yeah. Some of the stands is like an ice cube tray. Yeah. It's yeah. just yeah, it's just really cool to see the human things there. You don't they don't have any in the at the anthill because there's no humans or anything there. Yeah. So it's just, just out in nature. 
Yeah. So one of the other things I I have here written is Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. So he's perfect for the role, but it's also one of those things that now that with his you know personal life th- coming out and stuff like that, I was just yeah. like, yeah, I know that he's not a good person in real life. Doesn't mean I don't like his work, which is just yeah, it's a hard it's, line. It's to it's watch. it's such yeah. a hard line because you know horrible people, but it's just like, but at the same time, I'm just like. Oh, but I love everything he's every role that he's done. Like I still yeah. like him as Lex Luthor for Pete's sake. I do think I, he was a great Lex Luthor. I think that movie was horrible, but I don't think he was exactly. A great Lex Luthor. He was a, it was a horrible movie, but Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor is great. I mean, better than Gene Hackman. Yeah, I really struggle with it for Pay It Forward because I love. Oh, I know movie. that. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay, thank God somebody else knows about that movie because that one yeah. still makes me cry every that movie is time. So sad. Every time. So good though. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, thing I also have to point out is that this one came out the year before he got his Best Actor. Oh yeah. Mm. That makes sense. So this is ninety nine. Uh, this is ninety eight. Ninety nine was his Best Actor. So yeah, like that's just one thing I wanted to talk about is just like appreciating his villainous role not appreciating him as a person but appreciating his role because yeah. as you said it's a very Kevin Spacey movie but or like yeah. Kevin Spacey role yeah but it he just works so well actor despite anything else mm-hmm. yeah so yeah I also wanted to just to talk about like the themes of this movie mm-hmm. which are really good last time I talked about the mob song and stuff with Beauty and the Beast but this one has got some pretty good stuff and it's overall overarching themes it's a lot more overt in it than mm-hmm. that than that one um, so talking about powerful people in, in control it's almost like I guess some people would consider them like mafia kind of kind of things you know like protection racket and things like that but I even see it more broad than, than crime or biker gang or anything like that bullying is just like a, an allegory for even like the rich and powerful just holding it over mm-hmm. and you could even go you know towards French Revolution kind of deal at the same time it, it's interesting because the powerful know of how delicate their situation is mm-hmm. yeah which is like that whole speech that we talked about at the at Tijuana or whatever yeah that they're down in Mexico where it's just like you know they outnumber us 101 if they ever figure this out there goes our way of life our mm-hmm. easy street it's just like we don't, what you want to go and harvest your grain for yourself it's just as what he's willing to to kill for for the power that he has because he knows the power is artificial so it's just like you look at the present present day with with wealth and power and and control that people have is just goes towards revolution Mm-hmm. So it's important to understand what leads to revolution and is that is not staying in line as with the first shot suggests, you know, where the leaf is in the way. It's just like you you can't only follow the path. You have to divert. You have mm-hmm. to be like flick. You have to think for yourself. You have to be creative. You have to mm-hmm. come up with new ideas and see things, the world for what it can be, not for the the world for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what what do you guys think about that? I agree, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that's that's like the big thing for me is like the is the theming for this movie is it it holds up. Yeah. yeah. And that's Absolutely. 
Yes, yeah, definitely still relevant. Yeah, so that that's what I find really cool about this movie is that it not only does the animation hold up a lot better than Toy Story, and the characters hold up because they're timeless. It does you don't need a time period for these movies these characters because they're yeah they still are really good. They're still relevant, and it just ages really well. Yeah. Oh, and another thing that ages very well is Francis's feminine side. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. like yeah. they literally say it at the end it's just like uh, or like before the end where it's just like and if it wasn't for you Francis would not have come in touch with his feminine side mm-hmm. and then he gets all angry just like oh you know what uh, you're actually right yeah yeah so that's you know ahead of its time for <laughs> opposing yeah toxic absolutely. masculinity yeah. like he literally was toxic at the yeah. beginning about because he was so defensive yeah oh um, last part of my segment is a little bit off of the deep dive, so I'm gonna just talk about, um, the Pixar short that accompanied this movie. Mm-hmm. And this one is called Jerry's Game. Interesting thing about this one, Brandon, this one is, it was one of their Oscar winners. Oh. For Best Animated Short. That's cool. Yeah. I think it was their last one for a while. For, that Disney won for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's called Jerry's Game. Mm-hmm. So, this one takes place in a little park. It's got this old man, and he sets up a chess set. And then he just starts moving a chess piece. And then he takes off, his gla- takes off his glasses, moves to the other side, and he moves another chess piece. And then it essentially shows this guy playing a game of chess against himself. Mm-hmm. And it's just really cool, the editing, because... It shows these these perspectives of glasses and no glasses, but he seems to be acting as if he's two different people. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's acting as if there's like two different people, and then he's just like, ha 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 ha, and then one of them just like is getting more and more timid as one of them's getting more aggressive. So, yeah, and then it's just like, ha ha, I've got you close to checkmate, and one of them's just like, oh, I guess I could do this, and then he's just like pretends to drop something and then the other guy's just like oh i'll grab it for you and then the timid one switches the board around he doesn't like, pretend to drop something he pretends oh. to have a heart attack oh right <laughs> he pretends to have a heart attack and then the other one's like oh i'm so concerned and then he just like switches the board around and just like mm-hmm. oh i'm okay and then he's just like oh i guess it's my turn haha <laughs> checkmate and then after all that like it just go the, the camera like pans out or whatever and it's just like just shows that there still is only one of them so yeah. it's just like this guy played an intense game of chess against himself yeah he wins his dentures from himself oh <laughs> uh, yeah it's a really funny one it, yeah it, it's cute and it's, it's only four v- minutes long so it's well, that's and quick that's I just absolutely love Disney shorts, or mm-hmm. Disney slash Pixar shorts. Pixar was definitely better at them for a while. There's some that are absolutely hysterical. But I, the thing I love about a, a, sh- a good short, like the best shorts, are the ones that have no dialogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this one definitely is up there for, like, no dialogue. But it still is really cool. And fun thing about that short is that you actually see this old man in the next film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he shows up and it's really, it's just like, ha ha, I see you in your actual occupation. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, that was cool. That's Jerry's game. Uh, did you did you like that one? Yeah, you said you liked that one, Sarah. Yeah, it's the to me when I think of Pixar shorts, it's the one I think of. Hmm. Yeah, for me, I definitely like the one with Monsters Inc. Uh, yeah. Feed the bird, like the the birds. Oh, I like yeah, the birds yeah, yeah. one. Oh, that one is on like, oh. on like the electric wire or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah my my kids watched like <laughs> specifically picked that one to, out to watch it because and it's just hysterical. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the that's one of the few that I'm like no. <laughs> Well, that's because it's hilarious. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, all right. So, yeah, that's my that's my section. So I'm going to turn it over to uh, to Sarah for fun facts and trivia. I hope I didn't steal any this time. You didn't. Hooray! There was I... not a single moment. I mean, other than, like, talking about the cast, but, like, we all know who the cast is, so it's not like that's mm-hmm. a surprise. Well, uh, yeah, I, there's a lot more cast, though. There yeah. is, yes. This is a great cast movie but we'll get to the cast at the end um so we were talking about how the animation in this one is so much better even just three years later the server that they used is seven times larger than the one they used for toy story oh that would do it they put a lot of work in there's 23 more animators 60 more shots 270 more models and shaders and 1055 more feet literally like feet because they're bugs and they have more feet. <laughs> yeah. So Other than lot, the ants. Yeah, there's a lot that That's goes funny. into a bug's life compared to Toy Story. Um, the animation work was super intricate. Like if you look at Gypsy, her, the rough around her mouth, mm. it's 15,000 individual hairs and they animated every single one. Wow. Um, the flies, like, or bugs in general when their wings beat they're beating 129.6 times per second i don't know why i'm acting out wings beating. <laughs> this is an audio medium yeah like you can't they can't see me uh you guys can but i'm uh, pretending <laughs> to fly i guess um yeah. there's many like texture layers in the characters so the grasshoppers have a hundred texture files each Holy. to put in all of that detail and they're in this film there's 400 crowd shots that have at least 25 and up to a thousand ants in each shot, and each one of those ants is animated separately. Uh, I gotta Holy. love in, like computer animation to do this because you literally yeah. would like hand a- hand drawing those things, yeah. a- hand animating them, impossible. Like, yeah, it's incredible. The funny thing for me is like knowing that they animated each ant individually, and then seeing that blooper where the ant is cardboard and she knocks it over. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just put that, that thing in my car. Yeah. Um, the artists created over 300 pieces of concept art for the anthill until they yeah. settled on how they ended up. And that, that on, anthill design was pretty amazing. Yeah, it's so cool. And on yeah. average, each frame took three hours to render. Ooh. So, but you compare that to later ones that we'll get into and mm-hmm. the time gets just longer and longer. Oh. But. Yeah. There's some scenes in Frozen where I, I swear like each frame was like 20 six hours it's, yeah it's incredible uh the story is based on aesop's fable the ant and the grasshopper not a lot to go into with the story it's not like super crazy the grasshopper dances all summer while the ant collects his food for winter and then the grasshopper is starving in the winter and he's like hey give me your food and the ant's like no go dance you screwed up dude like you should have got your own food um so that was their inspiration for this mm. basic 
um, Pizza Planet truck cameo. I did catch that. We gotta have one of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hanging out by the mobile home, and then we see the bug fly into the bug zapper right around there. Um, (laughs) There is a reference to A113, which is the classroom number for the character animation class Mm -hmm. that students at the California Institute of the Arts had arts had to take it's in every pixar movie i don't remember if we actually touched on it for toy story it was the license plate for the pizza planet truck in the in that yeah one. yeah i just can't remember if we actually talked about it or not hmm. don't think so we talked about a fair bit so yeah a113 is in there and there's a cereal box in bug city that has the code on it a113-1195 that second number represents november 1995 when toy story was released mm. Um, on top of a restaurant can in Bug City, there's a Pizza Planet drink cup. Uh, all the brand names on the boxes in Bug City reference children of Pixar employees. Hmm. Yeah. Um, if you look among the posters that are advertising different things in Bug City, there's a poster for The Lion King on Broadway. <laughs> yeah. And then this is the blooper that I was talking about earlier. Woody enters the frame as the second assistant camera, and he's holding the clapper board upside down, and they, like, joke around with each other. I, I just love that. I love that they're bringing characters from the different movies together. It's That's great. hilarious, yeah. yeah. Um, A Bug's Life was released in theaters the same day as the Rugrats movie, which was Nickelodeon's first feature film. Oh. I hate so, that they, like, have the same genre, like genre of movie coming out the same day it's like, yeah, why it's why do you good. need to compete yeah. yeah so a bug's life had a budget of 120 million dollars and made 363.3 million dollars and has a rotten tomato score of 92 percent rugrats movie yeah rugrats movie had a budget of 24 million dollars and made 141 million dollars so nowhere near the same but a good but, percentage uh, overall yeah not bad Bugs Life did way better, though. And Rotten mm. Tomatoes score of 59%. Well, yeah, it's the Rugrats movie. It's a it's a movie from a TV show. Those really yeah. don't don't translate to good reviews. I yeah. love it, but... Well, I it like it's just nostalgia. one of those things. Oh, it's, yeah. Nostalgia is a factor, yeah, yeah. but... Doesn't you know, make it good. A TV mm. show to a movie is never going to be a 92% movie. No. Um, there was a public feud between Pixar execs John Lasseter and Steve Jobs and Jeffrey Katzenberg of DreamWorks. So Katzenberg was with Disney, Mm -hmm. um, and he left and founded DreamWorks with Steven Spielberg and David Geffen, and he claims that Ants was made separate from A Bug's Life, but they did start making it right after he left, and he knew that they were making A Bug's Life. Because, yeah, he had, like, a whole, like, coffee table meeting or whatever to discuss things and just like oh what are you working on oh i'm working on this and uh what's the pixar's guy guy's name again uh lassiter lassiter yeah uh so yeah lassiter is just like oh yeah we're doing this and then yeah it's a whole thing there's a really public feud about this and even now there's still things coming to light about it and just yeah well yeah Katzenberg found out that A Bug's Life was going to be released the same week as the prince of egypt which was the first dreamworks feature film so he was really mad, and he retaliated by releasing Ants first, because he figured then he would be the one that had the idea mm-hmm. to the public eye. Um, there's an unconfirmed rumor that he offered his staff a lot of money to rush to get Ants done. 
And A Bug's Life ended up making $200 million more in theaters. So it didn't work. But both of them are praised by critics and audiences. Obviously, A Bug's Life is better, but Ants didn't, like, flop. I'm not even sure if I remember Ants. I just remember not liking it as much as I liked A Bug's Life. It's not nearly as kid-friendly. It's actually kind of terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, the ants look really creepy. I'm sure I've Mm -hmm. seen it, but I don't. I also don't remember it. Huh. I'm just looking at the at the tomato score. You want to know what Ant's uh, tomato score is? Sure. 92%. Interesting. Hmm. So, Very interesting. Yeah. They're both at 92%. Yeah. Uh, but the audience score is 73 for Bugs Life, and Ant's is 52. So. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Kids... Not really going for ants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they must have diluted the... Like, imagine what Bugs Life would have made if that one wasn't out. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, A Bugs Life was the first Pixar film that was promoted by McDonald's. Mm. So that's fun. I remember. I remember that. Did you get um, toys? I'm sure I did. Mm. Uh, what were the toys again? I can't... I don't know. I didn't look that up. But... Mm good partnership yeah um this was the only pixar film that was released before disney's acquisition that doesn't have a prequel or a sequel Mm-hmm. yeah i was thinking about that actually like out of all the movies over all the years how did a bug's life never pull a sequel i think the narrative structure on it is just so complete it yeah, is. They don't need it. But it no, is. Neither did Toy Story. But, so, but to combat that, though, think of like Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Mm-hmm. I know. 100% yeah. a contained story. Did not yeah. need the sequels and still got it. So, yeah. like, how did Bugs Too Life. Many sequels. And <laughs> the same thing could also be said for Finding Nemo. True. That's true. Nobody also needed true. Finding Dory. Yeah. I love it, but it wasn't yeah. necessary. Um, we already talked about how Randy Newman did the music on this, of course. Right. Um, very good. The- the score is so good. Yeah. And it's so different than his other scores. Like, it's so yeah. different than Toy Story yeah. score. And it just feels like it's just really good and strong. Yeah. Like, you feel the moments is like the, um, like the, the almost battle score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, where it's like the bird flying around and even afterwards is just like, it's, it's really cool. It's, yeah. Builds up the intensity and stuff. And, and, um, and, the moment before the grasshoppers go into the anthill and stuff like that, you just feel the in- intensity. Yeah. And stuff. yeah, yeah, it's amazing how music changes how you feel completely. Yeah, that was right there. Holy crap! That just was so insane. the audience knows, there is a thunderstorm going Yo, on. Yo, it was purple. Yeah, the whole room lit up. Holy cow! Yep. That's insane. All and right, the thunder storm. came after like a second. Yeah, yep. that storm is right on top of you. My goodness. Yeah. Hopefully you don't lose power before we're done. Let's let's keep going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this was the first film to be digitally transferred frame by frame onto DVD. Ooh. Ooh. Um, the circus wagons, like we mentioned, they're made of cookie boxes. So it's called Casey Jr. Cookies, which is the same name as the cartoon circus train in Dumbo. Yeah. And the oh. bakery is J. Grant Bakery, named after Joe Grant, Dumbo storyboard artist. So a nice little callback to Dumbo there. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the as we know, Disney and Pixar animators like to reuse stuff. 
The ant's tree is in Jesse's flashback in Toy Story 2, and it's also the tree Carl and Ellie go to in Up. Cool. Oh, wow. I, I didn't know about the Up one, but... Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Now, let's dive into the cast. So, Flick. Mm, the best part by, in this one. Yeah. Flick voiced by David Foley. Um, I just basically listed out, like usual, all their Disney... Other mm-hmm. Disney credits. Um, he's also in Monsters University. He's in Cars as the Flick car. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in the Lilo and Stitch show, and he's in Toy Story 2 credits scene when yes. the bugs show up in the credit scene. I love that. It's, yeah, they go show up in the bloopers. Yeah, so good. Um, Hopper, Kevin Spacey, we're just going to leave that one alone. Yep, we, we had that uh, one fully discussed. Yep. Yeah. Ada, voiced by Julia Louis-Dreyfus. She's also in Onward, Planes, and Dinosaurs, the show. Not Dinosaur, the movie. Hmm. Yeah. Important yeah. distinction. Dinosaurs, the show. Cult classic. Dinosaur, the movie. Eh. <laughs> we'll Speaking there. of Dinosaur, the movie, Dot, voiced by Hayden Panettiere, is in Dinosaur, the movie. Uh, she's also in Ice Princess, Disney, original, Disney Channel original movie. Uh, with Michelle Trachtenberg. I remember watching that when I was obsessed yeah. with the Family Channel. Uh, Dawn from Buffy. I know who Michelle Trachtenberg oh, is. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's in Tiger Cruise, another Disney Channel original movie that I loved. Um, I'm sure these are not well, good. Okay, the, the the you're missing the best Disney movie with with Hayden, and that's I uh, haven't listed everything yet. Okay, sorry. I just I thought give you were me done. a chance. <laughs> okay. She's also in the show Fillmore. And she's in Remember the Titans. I there it is. That's what you were talking about. Yeah. Remember the Titans. She yeah. is excellent. She's a scene stealer in that one. Yeah. Sassy little kid. When you <laughs> think of her in that movie, then it makes sense that she is Dot. <laughs> Fair. Um, so yeah, that's... I love Remember the... I just generally love football movies. So good. That's something they my dad and I bond over. Here, here, here's a question for football movies. Have you seen the movie The Replacements? Not for a very long time. That one is up there for one of the best football movies ever. Yeah, yeah my grandma used to so love the replacements. My brother, my brother loves that one, but it's just it's the thing that makes that one really good is that it's a pure like comedy, mm-hmm. and it's also Keanu Reeves. So, I mean, yeah. he he's pretty amazing. I really love Radio. Radio is so good. good. Anyways, we're off track. The <laughs> Queen. Queen is voiced by Phyllis Diller. Um, the only other Disney credit I found, there might be other ones like obscure stuff, but I found she's in an episode of Even Stevens. <laughs> so, I loved that show. Um, Molt, voiced by Richard Kind. He's got a lot. Uh, these are only the ones that I picked out. There could even be more. He's in Mickey Mouse Funhouse, Mickey Mouse and the Roadster Racers, The Tangled TV Series, Elena of Avalor, Inside Out, he's Bing Bong. Love Bing Bong. <laughs> oh, he's in... Everybody loves Bing Bong. Yeah. He's in Phineas and Ferb. Never seen Inside Out. Well, you will eventually. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there one day. Um, he's in Cars 2, Toy Story 3, Kim Possible. Also in Cars. These are in reverse chronological order because that's how I was scrolling through IMDb. Uh, he's also in Even Stevens, and he's in Lloyd in Space. Mm, wow. Cool. Looking through these is giving me a lot of flashbacks to all the shows that I used to watch on the Family Channel. <laughs> oh, you gotta love those. I never watched it. the Family Channel. Oh, I watched it all the time. 
then we get to Slim, voiced by David Hyde Pierce, Dr. Niles Crane. Um, yeah, I figured. Oh, it's so perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is also in Treasure Planet, the Hercules TV series, and the Mighty Ducks TV series. Interesting thing for the Treasure Planet role is mm-hmm. that to, he essentially was offered that role while he was working on, on this. Hmm. He was just like, hey, you might be interested in doing this with us. Yeah, and, just why not? Like, and he's just like, you know what? That sounds good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm already here. Yeah. Why not? Well, it was done years later, but yeah. Um, let's keep going. Francis, voiced by Dennis Leary, as we mentioned <laughs> earlier. Uh, no other Disney credits that I saw, anyways, but he is in Ice Age, as do yeah. you know. Yeah. Not Disney, obviously. I would. S- well, it now is. Oh, I guess. Yeah, that's a Fox property, so. Yeah. It is now. Was acquired by Disney. Uh, here, here's a question for you guys. As far as characters, like, do you like? W- would you like Diego more, or Francis? Francis. Diego. I definitely am a more Francis because I don't know. I just, it's far more, it's far more leery in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen Ice Age in a very long time, mm-hmm. but I used to really like them. Mm-hmm. Well, Ice Age, like, out of those core, like, the core three characters of the initial ones, like, you had Manny, the, Ray, Ray Romano, and Manny, and John Leguizamo, Sid. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, like, when you're next to Sid, mm-hmm. Diego's not nearly as interesting, but Francis yeah. is one of those ones that just stands out, like, every sure. time he's, he's talking, it's just... I, that's one of those things I liked about him. Yeah. Uh, Manny is voiced by Jonathan Harris. He is also in Toy Story 2, Quack Pack, the Aladdin TV series, and Darkwing Duck. <laughs> Love me some Darkwing Duck. Um, Rosie, voiced by Bonnie Hunt. She's done a lot of Pixar. She's yeah. in Monsters, Inc., Monsters University, Zootopia, Cars, Cars 2, Cars 3, Sophia the First, Toy Story 3 and 4, and Monsters at Work. Wow. So, she's she's around. Uh, Tuck mm-hmm. and Roll, voiced by Michael McShane. Also in Dave the Barbarian. Such oh. a good show. Oh, I, I love, love Dave, Dave the Barbarian. Barbarian. So that one's good. not on Disney Plus and it really is ticking me off. I need to show it to Daisy. So good. <sighs> um, oh, so good. So, you got it, like... I gotta make sure that Brandon knows who this guy is, so I gotta give him a, a different live-action role. Friar Tuck in Kevin Costner's Robin Hood. Okay. His, so that's who voices Tuck and Roll. Is just mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to pick that. Out. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, he's also in Treasure Planet and the Wonderful World of Disney. Mm-hmm. P.T. Flea. Voiced by John Ratzenberger. I'm not listing them all out again. We already talked about this on Toy Story. I'm pretty sure I challenged Zach to list yeah. them all. Yeah, It was an so epic just, challenge. We'll just leave that. Um, but here is a fun fact for you. From my real life, when John Ratzenberger was here for our expo, we went to his panel and he was asked what his favorite Pixar role was to play. And it is P.T. Flea. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think I it would be. Because I think it's the most personality he's gotten for a lot of his roles. Like it's Ham really is, because because Ham is a lot just him being him, mm-hmm. and that's four movies of that, and the other ones are just glorified cameos, and this one's a full character. Yeah, and it's he's funny. I don't remember 
what he said more in depth about that, but I was talking to Tyler about this, and I was like, I'm pretty sure this is what he said. I remember him talking about P.T. Flea a lot, and yeah, he confirmed. <laughs> um, speaking of John Ratzenberger, we just found our signed picture of Ham that he signed. We're going to frame it and put it in Daisy's room because she's obsessed with Toy Story. Well, nice. send, send a pic of it to the Instagram. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, Dim, as we mentioned earlier, voiced by Brad Garrett, he is in Tangled TV series. Ralph Breaks the Internet, Christopher Robin, Planes, Fire and Rescue, and Planes, the first one, Tangled, mm-hmm. Ratatouille, Tarzan 2, Mickey's Around the World in 80 Days, Finding Nemo, Kim Possible, an extremely goofy movie, The Hercules TV series, Pocahontas 2, 101 Dalmatians TV series, The Mighty Ducks TV series, Timon and Pumbaa, Quack Pack, and Goof Troop. See, it's like, again, it's the, it's a dis- the deep voice mm-hmm. is something is a sellable feature yeah. for voice yeah. acting. Yeah, Again, that's why I that's why there was a lot of animated movies with Mike. Like I bring this back as Michael Clark Duncan did a lot of animated shows and stuff because it was just like it's just the deep voice. Yeah. It's a yeah. very sellable feature. Yeah. That's that's if you can do it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then Doctor Flora, the ant, she was voiced by Edie McClurg, who we have also talked about before. She was in The Little Mermaid, so I won't touch on all her roles. And then the final one I wanted to talk about is Heimlich, voiced by Joe Ranft. He's I love also this story. Yeah, he's also in Cars, The Incredibles, Finding Nemo, Monsters, Inc., Toy Story, Toy Story 2. Uh, in Toy Story 2, he voices Heimlich, but he also voices Wheezy. Um, he <laughs> has received a non... Oh, let me try that again. Received a nomination for Best Original Screenplay as one of the writers for Toy Story. He was co-director for Cars... He studied at the California Institute of the Arts alongside John Lasseter and Brad Bird, and his student film caught the attention of Disney execs. So he was right there at the beginning, good buddies with all of them. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. um, when he was in his 40s, he was driving in a car. He wasn't driving. His friend was driving in a car, lost control, crashed through a guardrail, and plunged 130 feet into the Navarro River, and he instantly was killed. Mm. So he didn't get to go very far into his career with Pixar, um, but he's been honored many, many different ways for his impact in the animated films. Mm -hmm. He's, you can see references to him a lot. So very tragic. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. But he's, he's a huge part of the Pixar history. Uh, interesting thing about him in the role for Heimlich Mm -hmm. is that he, he wasn't planning on voicing Heimlich. He was just doing like the stand-in voice for it, and they were trying to figure out like who do, who could they get to voice Heimlich. And then at certain points, they took like the test stuff to um, uh, Kat, uh, Katzen, not Katzenberg, Lassiter's Lassiter's family, and they were just always laughing hysterically at at his voices because it's just like. Oh, how are we gonna do it like this? Well, how about this? Like, oh, I'm going to be a beautiful <laughs> butterfly. That was a horrible yeah. impression, but we get it. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. one. Of, so yeah, they essentially just okay. Why do we need to get somebody to do it when you're doing it so hilariously perfect? So yeah, he wasn't even an actor; he just voiced the role. Yeah. Yeah, he was more a behind-the-scenes guy, but he did pop in mm-hmm. to a That's bunch cool. of them. Yeah, he was amazing. Is that the final role? That is it. That's my my part done. All right. So, um, for conclusion, I'm going to start us off with um, 
something slightly different instead of musical moment because I guess there's only the one credit song at the end mm-hmm. I, I guess we could do a musical moment if you want to talk about like your favorite score moment but yeah I don't think we're really in that boat right now so just that the nature of this movie I'm gonna go with uh, funniest moment hmm. what do you think is the funniest moment for you for me I think it's mold like the brother and just like the the moment where he's almost like introduced is really hilarious because there's literally the moment where he's just like if or uh hopper's just going if if i didn't promise mother i wouldn't kill you i swear i would kill you and then he's yeah. just like and believe me uh, nobody's more appreciative of that than me <laughs> so but then again it's just like almost every moment that molt is on screen is just absolutely hysterical Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm also happy that he got a happy ending at the end, so it's just like, haha. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, do you have a thing? Do you have a moment that made you visibly laugh? It's anytime they make the little bug jokes, like about bug life, like when they freak out about the leaf falling or when they fly into the bugs ever. Like thing, or like the flies mentioning the well, 24, 24 hours, hours to live. When it or, just like yeah. makes little references to what it's actually like to be a bug. Um,. That's just very funny to me. Oh, I'm just remembering something. Did you catch the the Alan Alda reference in it, in the the bar scene? No. There's like a mosquito, and he's just like, bartender, bloody mary, oh, be positive. Oh he's yeah. He's totally doing a Alan Alda impression. That's funny. Because <laughs> didn't he always get like bloody marys or, I don't know. I didn't watch Mash. I haven't so. watched Mash in years. Anyway, that's no idea. an extra moment. <laughs> Brandon, do you have a funniest moment? Um, I think the funniest moment is probably I'm a little butterfly. <laughs> so okay, so so yeah, Heimlich and his and his longing for butterflies. Yeah. Or or when he is a butterfly, or when he longs to be a butterfly. I think when he becomes a butterfly, because it's just ironic that he ch- doesn't change just his it, tiny wing. It's hilarious yeah. payoff for yeah. the long-standing joke. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that is the uh, funniest moment. So what's uh, what's your favorite moment, uh, Sarah? It's the same thing for me. I, that's what I wrote down as my favorite <laughs> moment is the little bug jokes. It's just supposed okay. to also be the funniest to me. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Brendan, do you have uh, a favorite? My favorite moment of the movie is Hopper coming through the smoke. Mm. So yeah, the, the, the intense yeah. moment. Um. I'm gonna say yeah, like mine is another Hopper moment. I think it's the moment where he kills his his goons, and just like the most intimidating moment where he's just literally he just does that and he just stands there for a good like twenty seconds and just watches and looks in his men dead in the eyes as he's killing his yeah. men. Just like yeah, I did that. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite moment. Um, now least favorite moment. Sarah, do you have a least favorite moment? Yeah, when Flick loses all the food because he drops his contraption on the rock, it just kills me every time. You feel the pain. Oh, that sucks. And, like, the second hand, not exactly embarrassment, but just, like, ugh, I don't like it. (laughs) Uh, Brandon, do you have a least favorite? Uh, I think my least favorite moment is Dot slapping Thumper. (laughs) It's just... 
came out of nowhere. <laughs> like, there's really, like, she was just running from it all scared, and now she's like, I'm gonna slap you. And this monster's like a beast, like a savage kill you kind of beast, and like mm-hmm. one slaps is it's done. Well, no, then intimidating well, it yell. gets scared by the thing, too, but, like, I don't know. It just made it feel like we're supposed to be scared of this thing the whole movie, and now it's just <laughs> not scary at all. I definitely remember that moment right after being, like, one of those things I really laughed at when I was eight. Mm-hmm. Just, like, laughed for, like, 20 seconds at least, just because mm-hmm. I found it so hysterically funny. Makes sense. Because, like, he even has, like, that moment where his face just, like, like yeah. drops... It's just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not used to being intimidated. <laughs> There's something bigger than me. <laughs> um, my least favorite moment uh, might be, like, the pouty flick or whatever, just, like, depressed flick over the, like, as they're going away and needing so much convincing. Yeah. Mm. Like... I guess it's, yeah, good for the story and whatnot, but, yeah. He just always seemed to have such drive before and insanely positive all the time, so it was just very different. Okay. So, then, yeah, the um, final thoughts and a letter grade. Uh, I'll go first with this one. I think that this movie is a great ensemble, the comedy is great, the animation holds up, the theming is, is good, uh, the voice acting is superb, and it just ages really well. I'm gonna just go ahead and just say that this one is a solid A-plus for me. Like, this one, I can't think of anything to really improve it, and it's. I feel so sad that this one was put right between Toy Story 1 and 2, and so many people forget about it, and... Anytime I bring it up, people are just like, oh, I haven't seen that one in forever. I, I, I wish I could see that one again. It's just like very few people have bad things to say about Bugs Life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sarah, what is your final thoughts in letter grade? I just like echo everything you just said because I also love A Bugs Life. And like you're right that people just love it. Like when I told Tyler on Saturday, like, I have to watch A Bug's Life now. He was like, oh, yeah, good one. And, like, <laughs> helped me convince Daisy that it's okay to not watch Toy Story for one day so we can watch A Bug's Life. <laughs> she liked it. She's still watching Toy Story, but she liked it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I thought it was really good. I'd also give it an A+. plus. It's just solid movie. Cool. All right. Now for the true test. Brandon, what is your final thoughts in letter grade? Um... I am grateful for the advance in technology between the two Pixar films. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's really good. I think the voice acting is really solid. Um, like a lot of the roles were perfectly cast. I think the storyline is rather simple, but it gets as much as a crotch message across. I'm hear- hearing a butt coming. No, the no. O- the only issue is that I don't find it to be a very impactful movie. Like, I don't think I'm going to think about this movie too much after or really care about it. Okay. This. Um, so I'm going to put it... Mm, I'll give it... I'll give it a B- minus, um, to match my Beauty and the Beast scores. Score, because I feel those 
I'm scoring both movies for the same reason. I think is, mm-hmm. I think both movies are great movies. Um, like everything, like the acting, the score, everything is great. I just honestly don't think I'm gonna care about the movies later. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll leave it at a B minus. Okay, that is still a pretty good Brandon review for <laughs> for Disney. For, I think I guess what Pixar. we're I think what we're seeing is Brandon is a Pixar fan. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much a Disney fan yet. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be Beauty and the Beast to get that score. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see what what Brandon has to say when we get to some of the other Disney Renaissance films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I have to ask the question now. After that statement, it's just like, Brandon, are you? A Disney fan yet? Nah, <laughs> not yet. I mean, this is like a step in the right direction. Like it's like two decent movies in a row at least. Mm-hmm. I know that Fantasia's next, so that's it's probably nice to have two good movies in a row. Um, but <sighs> yeah, I don't. No, no. I'll just leave it at no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, you just touched up on my next thing which was to say what was coming up next and that is going back to the classics with 1940s Fantasia so we'll definitely have a very interesting time with that film because there Mm -hmm. is nothing like it other than Fantasia 2000 yeah and that is nothing like it other than the other movie like it and (laughs) the one that is literally a continuation of that film because, but yeah. it's just so utterly unique. Yeah, yeah. That there's no other film in, or there's no other films in almost anything unless you want to go super obscure, like ridiculously obscure. You have to be a, on, a, you know, film master degree to <laughs> understand some of those films. Yeah. Like we'll have to, you know, ask Doctor Boyce what other films compare with Fantasia. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Had. We just brought in Dr. Boyce. We'll see if he has anything to comment on that. All right. So, Sarah, you want to plug, put some plugs? Of course I do. If you would like to follow us on our Instagram, you can find us at makingadisneyfan.pod. We would love to have you there. Um, please send us a DM, give us a comment, whatever you would like to get. send us questions, comments, concerns, arguments with Brandon's thoughts on Disney. We'd love to hear it all. <laughs> Uh, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you'd like to leave us a review. We'd love to see it. Uh, you could be our first reviewer. It'd be pretty exciting. And that is where you can find us. Alright. Well, I am Zach. TTFN. Tata for now. I am Brandon. Help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> and I'm Sarah. Just keep swimming. All of our artwork is created by Becca Riley. You can go find her on Instagram at Becca Riley Art, spelled B-E-C-C-A-R-E-I-L-L-Y Art. Our theme song was written and performed by Marcus Beveridge. You can listen to more of his music on Instagram at marcus.and.sarah.music, performing alongside me, your favorite Making a Disney fan lady. We hope you'll come back for our next episode soon. Oh, you had a hard time keeping your face straight on that one. (laughs) It's just... Thank you for listening to Making a Disney Fan. We hope to see you next time. Good night, and have a pleasant tomorrow.